All right, welcome to episode 64 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I am Travis Chadon. With me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. Yes, sir. He's back from the fair. He's in studio. Uh, we got a great show for you guys. Back on six, from the fair. Back from the fairgrounds. Uh, on 64, second half, we have Lindsey Goff, the WTOC sports director. First ever female interview on the Hot Grits Podcast. Spencer. We're breaking barriers. It dude. might be one of the better ones we've ever, yeah, we've ever I, had. I, it might be the best interview we've ever had. Seriously. It was fun. Um, speaking of fun, Friday, April 30th, we will be at Crosswinds Part 3 course for the Coach's Corner Caddyshack Tournament. Um, obviously, bowling did not go well. We came in second place. 30 carts out there for this tournament. It's filled up, unfortunately, but you can come to Coach's Corner afterwards for the post-game party, Friday, April 30th at Coach's Corner. On Thursday, Spencer, at Coach's Corner, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile will be there. Let's go. Enough said, right? Let's go. Dude. All right. We got Lindsey Goff on the back half. Hawks, Falcons, NFL Draft, Braves treading water. Let's get after it. For 64th time, the Hot Chris Podcast. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67, made up the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Okay, Spencer, here we go. 64 episodes in. Let's just start off right away. Try not to waste any time with long, rambling, run-on sentences with needless adjectives that might lengthen said sentence okay, before you could talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what we've been doing and behind the scenes, opening up the curtain for you, uh, we have been building a list of complaints, which sounds kind of sad now that I'm saying it out loud. Well, that's what we do day to day anyway. We just that's why we started a podcast. Is we just yeah. But we were doing like bar stories pretty often early on. I feel yeah. like, in the, but that's because there wasn't a lot of sports. But that doesn't mean they haven't been happening, right? So we've been keeping uh keeping complaints. Yeah, we're still the same people. Just basically things that we can't put into an entire segment. Exactly. But we well, we're just gonna make a segment. We out just of it. need to bullet point them. So we will just rapid fire, Spencer. I'll go first based on coolness. Um. Right now, there is a rampant, uh, the pandemic just passed, COVID pandemic went through the world pretty good. Now there's a <laughs> pandemic, now there's a pandemic of, quote, have me on your podcast, guys. Oh, God. Every, oh, God, I get them all the time, dude. And they don't actually want to come on a pod. They don't actually want to do that because why would they? Yeah. What they want to do is tell you something, like their take on what the Falcons should do at four. Yeah. Or they want to know. Man, what's wrong with the Braves? Should they get a picture? And then what you have to do, you have to be an asshole. You have to tell them, hey, we just talked about it for 25 minutes. <laughs> we recorded it. You can listen to it at any time. Good for you for saying that because I can never hold my tongue and I start to tell them. And then I'm like, you know what, dude? You just got to listen. You got you to listen. And then I'm next to you and I'm like, well, I know what he's about to say next because I yeah. just heard it. Yeah. Uh, so that's my first complaint. Uh, have me on your podcast, guys. Stinks right now. Uh, you can come on our podcast, sure, but what would you talk about and why would anyone listen? Yeah, opinion? why would anyone listen and you're going to stutter and stammer and uh, you're going to slowly realize that hundreds of people are going to listen, if not hundreds of thousands of people are going to listen to you. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people yeah. will listen to you. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Ask Uncle Carter. Yeah. Mark Fultonevich is definitely listening because I got a note on my car, dude, as I came out of work at like 4.30 in the a.m. Oh, th this is a crazy story. Yeah, somebody wrote on top of my, uh, what, what's the thing, sunroof. Somebody wrote in the pollen, don't 
F with me. I'm not going to say it. We don't curse on this podcast. It said, don't F with me and put a brick on top of my car. Stand like a... Standing vertically, vertically up. up. The brick wasn't weighing down a piece of paper that they no. could have written that same message on. No. What was so crazy about that? We'll post this picture to our Twitter at, pos- at podcast grits. Yeah. That font. I know you can't have a font if you're writing with your finger and palm, yeah. but they had a font. They, it was, was an font. intimidating font. It was inti- yeah, it, it, a little serial killer vibe. You still don't know who did that? No idea. No idea. I didn't file a police report because. It couldn't yeah. have been random, right? No, 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 no. I think I think it was Mark Fulton Evans, too. Oh yeah, I mean it could have been or Danny Quinn. Could have been Clay Hamels. Danny Quinn. I, it's somebody has to do with this podcast, and that's all good, dude. Because I don't have like it's not an X or something. It's a it's a car. Like they had to lean over. I'm thinking it's a dude. And hey, coward, throw the throw the brick next time. Straight up, throw it. I got insurance, and then I'll. That would have been less creepy if they yeah, threw yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, my second complaint. Um, we have 60 ratings right now. Apple iTunes. Uh, you guys know Carl Demasi, the coach in the AD. Yes. Rubbing and grubbing. Yeah. Those guys, great, great shows, right? But Good shows. when they ask for 100 subscribers and they're 25 away, they get it in two days. Yeah. They eclipse it. We have been begging, begging, begging for ratings. And I know what you guys are doing. I know I get it, it's right? It's you want our us to work cool, for, it. dude. Yeah, They're you cool. want us to work for it. You guys don't just give away five star <laughs> ratings, right? I, and I appreciate that you're highbrow people, but we are recording sixty four now, sixty five stars reviews right now. Can we get to sixty nine five stars by the sixty ninth episode? Nice. Could we do that? I think I think that would be a nice way. For us to, you know, finish our 69. It would episode. at least be like a second page type of story. Yeah. It would yeah, get yeah. us some press. On ESPN2? Yeah. No, not ESPN2. ESPN page 2. Yeah. Pa- yeah. You page have to type two. in ESPN page org. That was a fun website. Your complaints. Uh, Well, first off, ESPN sucks now, but that's neither here nor there. My complaint, dude, LeBron James. What's up with this guy? Did he do something this week? Oh, yeah. He deleted tweets. Twitter fingers LeBron. He might as well call himself Kevin Durant. It's almost like he forgot to put it on a burner. Bro, this guy tweeted out about a cop shooting someone. But obviously that person was a person of color, right? Obviously. It's a girl, a young girl, who was waving a knife trying to stab someone. I think most people people have seen it by now. But like LeBron, for... First off, we called this. We've said it the yeah. whole time. LeBron's a douche. He's gotten some right, yeah. but he's out of his element. He's yeah. out of his depth. And you cannot, you're not just going to hit 500 all, all season. No. Right? You're yeah. not just going to do that. You're going to come back down to the mean. And when LeBron James deletes a tweet, the little guy wins. The farm wins. That basic lady uh, in Atlanta, the ragdom wins. Yeah. That's the first time LeBron's and, lost since that. And I've heard, I've heard uh, people. The argument to this is the cops sh- still shouldn't have killed her. It's a, it's a young girl. Hey, dude, what is a cop supposed to do there? I, Someone's literally trying to stab someone. I mean, that if there's not a use of force situation, it's right there for you. So, in my mind, I can't believe you're going with you're saying this. It makes a lot of sense. But I thought you were, we were just going to keep trashing LeBron. Well, yeah, I mean, but the point being, go off. This cop should sue LeBron, dude. Like, 110% for defamation of character because LeBron has a huge, huge audience that he can reach at any point. And he said, you're next. 
He quote tweeted it next to a picture of Derek Chauvin and said, "Yeah, but he deleted it, so now no one will ever see it again." <laughs> if only it weren't the internet. You can't delete tweets. You can't do it. It is the weakest move of all time. Don't delete tweets. And hey, LeBron, we know he doesn't want to come back to the farm. No, we're gonna get no, to the no, Hawks, yeah, boys yeah, and girls. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get to the Hawks soon enough. Don't let us see you in June, dude. Uh, can can we have gas stations put pa- paper towels? Back in the bathrooms, please. Why oh, yeah. on earth? It takes me 30 minutes to dry my hands after I wash my hands because it takes me 10 minutes to find out where the thing is, the air dryer is. Yeah, we talked about this at length before, and it seems like it's gotten worse. It's gotten like, worse. It's gotten worse. It's Parker's, dude. Parker's is like, it, it's something about, it's just Parker's. I don't think it's everywhere in the world. I think it's Savannah. They're like creating this monopoly in Savannah, and they don't want us to wash our hands with paper towels. They're building momentum, and then that way when they approach the globe, that, yep, they will have exactly built up enough, and they'll yep. just nudge it right on out. Yep, they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to bully us, dude. They're, tra- they're playing bully ball. <laughs> I'd like to see them try. Yeah. Um, they would probably win that fight, Yeah, though. no, I don't know. Uh, any more complaints? Uh, I think that's in on the complaint section for me. Not a complaint, but a little, little tender action. Uh, obviously, out of the game for a while, responsible guy, mask-wearing guy. Social distancing guy. Right. So I'm not swiping. Dangerous to swipe during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, that's why, that's why you haven't hung out with any girls. It was built in. I mean, it's a built-in <laughs> excuse. It's a built-in excuse. Um, but a bit of a heater the last yeah. last couple weeks. Three different girls, and, I, and I, I had a fun time with all of them. I don't know if they had fun with me, but it seemed like they did. Uh, the one that I had the most fun with, Spencer, and this, this really shook me to my core, is Canadian. Eh? Canadian. Eh? Yeah. And I asked her. Did she I'm, have the accent? I'm so glad you did that. I asked her. I said, so what's the thing that like, is it hockey? Or what, what do people say like right so away? So what do y'all do in Canada? No, like what's the first thing? Like what's the question <laughs> okay. you hate? Like what's the reference? And she goes, hey, hey, hey. She tried to do like a Southern accent. <laughs> and then you, you literally just did that. Um, but no, a bit of a, a bit of a, have, have you seen How I, How I Met Your Mother? Duh. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah. when we lived a bit together? of a Neil Patrick Harris vibe. Really? No, I'm just kidding. No, the the only Canadian in that show, Robin. Yeah. Um all right. Braves, Hawks, NFL draft, Spencer, roll the wheel. Braves, Hawks, NFL draft. Uh definitely NFL draft because it happens like in two days. The NFL draft is finally here. It's upon us, friends. The Falcons. Oh my god, is they there, are gonna mess this thing up. Is there any chance they don't take Kyle Pitts at this point? I don't see how they don't just panic and take Sam Ellinger, the, the quarterback from Texas. Really? Four, fourth overall. Do you think they'll panic pick? No, I hope not. <laughs> uh, a lot of options, but before we talk about them, I'm um, going to tell the people about PrepSportsReport.com. That's a professional tease right there. No doubt. Led by local legend Carl DeMossi, the Prep Sports Report gives fans and parents what they want. Positive stories celebrating the athletes, coaches, and supporters who are making a difference in the Coastal Empire and Savannah area sports. Visit PrepSportsReport.com and find the Prep Sports Report on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. You gotta love it. No subscriptions, no limits on the articles, no ad pop-ups, nothing. Who won, how they did it, why it matters, on to the next one. That's, that's PrepSportsReport.com. That's what we like, dude. That's laissez-faire internet stuff, dude. And dude, Ooh, Max, Adam Smith oh, guy. You like that, huh? Ooh, yes, we like that. 
Dude, yeah, Carl's doing it right, man. Max Preps, there's not, it's super unique. There's Max not Preps a, is a great one, but PrepSportsReport.com that's, that's is Excuse me. Wow, what an idiot. I mean, Max Preps is kind of a conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's super unique. It gives, like, local athletes a platform, you know, it it, it puts them up on a podium. It's super unique. And it's, it's a good thing. ultra clean. Like, there are no pop-ups. Exactly. Nothing. You just scroll right down and read the story. Exactly. So, prep, so PrepSportsReport.com and then follow them on Twitter. And Facebook. Can't believe I said Max Preps. All good, dude. But, yeah, you gotta just gotta keep rolling. Yeah, you do. It's still early now. It's a long season here. Uh, <laughs> so long what do you, season. What do you think? What do you think happens in the fourth pick? Your uh, honest opinion. They, they're going Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts. They're going Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. I mean, everything says that they're trying to trade Julio. So y- you tr- you trade Julio to get back into the draft. That eliminates the need to dr- to trade back. You so know the I mean? Julio stuff comes out. Obviously, not a random time of the year, right? Yeah. So we've seen this before. I don't, but I don't see that. I I believe that the Falcons actually are shopping Julio Jones because I don't. What's the smokescreen? Yeah. What are they? Who are they trying to tease? If they really aren't trading, and what are they gaining out of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It almost feels Unless to me they're trying to gain some kind of leverage to trade back because it's so obvious that they probably won't trade back if they. They wouldn't even Julio. need the leverage, though, because they'd have Julio Jones. They could just give him yeah. Julio Jones. That is the leverage. I don't know. Um, but it feels to me like, Spencer, if it goes chalk, one, two, three, Falcons take pits, right? Four or five minutes, all Falcons fans are like, yes, we got it. We got what we wanted. I, I, all Falcons fans. They, I think most Falcons fans, right? And then they Luca us? Is that what you're saying? No, but what if they do nothing the rest of the fr- – what if they don't – like, not even a rumor or a tweet, nothing comes up that they're not going to get back in. Doesn't it kind of feel like, eh, like, thought maybe they'd get back in and get a quarterback, right? Doesn't it kind of feel like yeah. it, it would almost be like, not a letdown, but all know. this anticipation and it just was just Kyle Pitts. I don't know. I, I, you still don't have a plan after Matt Ryan. I, yeah, you know? I mean, but they still got two years left of Matty Ice, man. Like, they can, they can still draft his successor in the next two years. And I, I think you can draft his successor this year. Of course you can. In the second round. Of course you can. And the argument against it, and I've said it on this la- the last time we talked about this, is the first time Matty Ice, because he's such a polarizing quarterback in Atlanta, the first time he throws a pick, you got a circus. The I don't think time- you do, though. I, I really disagree. I think it's the exact opposite. If you take Justin Fields and he's behind Matt Ryan, the first time that's Matt different. Ryan, if if they're three and four, that's different. If they're four and four, if it's, it's Fields, it's tough, if it's feel, if it's a first round pick, I don't see them taking a quarterback if it's not Fields. I don't see that happening. Not not in the first round, but a kid that's an Atlanta native that played at Greater Atlanta, right? The Stanford kid it has a rocket of an arm. Yeah, Davis Mills. I yeah. covered him uh, against. He played Liberty County and Richard LeCount Spencer, who is also a fringe first round pick this year. Love uh, that name. Listen, there were I think there were nine touchdowns scored in that game combined from the two teams, and LeCount and Mills accounted for eight of them. Sheesh. The other one was a punt return. Sheesh. And his name is Dick LeCount. So it was just one-on-one. A, a five, <laughs> it was a five-star safety versus a five and Mills was just flinging it all over Hinesville. It was crazy, dude. 1v1. And that was when Andrew Luck was at Stanford, and, yeah. the, and Mills was a... You know, scouting report on this guy was 4.0 GPA, only football guy, pocket passer, ultra white. I mean, Davis Mills, that sort of gives it away. He was Stanford the moment he was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think a lot like Matt Ryan. Damn, that was when Andrew Luck was in Stanford? 
a long time ago. No, I mean like that. Like Andrew Luck was the the Stanford quarterback. Oh, 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 oh. It, before Luck, it was just Elway. Gotcha. There was like twenty five years of nobody. Yeah. Right? Um, but so I I do think now that we are getting closer, I I wouldn't be as upset if they grabbed a second round quarterback. They they have to. Oh yeah, that's fine. You have to take a stab in the dark because if it doesn't work, the risk since they redid. The, the slots and everything right. and the money, you're not losing that much money. That's fine. Like Josh Rosen. You just cut your losses and try again next time. That's fine. And there's plenty of precedent of drafting a quarterback in the second, third round and then panning out in a few years. Like That happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't don't draft a quarterback in the top 10 or, you know, if you trade back, don't draft a quarterback in the top 10 if you don't have a plan to move on from Matty Ice in the next year or so. All right. So power rate, what you want. Give me three names. At number four, if you had it your way. If I had it my way? No, no, you have to eliminate the, the Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Okay. If I had it my way, Matt Ryan's out the door this year. They draft Fields and they move back into Fields the is your number one. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. what if they don't I think you I think honest to God Pitts? you could draft you could trade back and still somehow get Fields and maybe get another receiver in the first round. So, okay, possibly. So, so Pitts is not your number one choice at four? No. Number two would be Kyle Pitts, okay, and then keep Matt Ryan, and then try make a run at it this year because why not? It, but if you keep Pitts, I say you keep Julio, and you have the best offense in the league on paper, in my mind. Paper, paper, paper. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's that. Uh, I think also you trade back and maybe get a running back. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense yeah. if you're trying to contend again. Um, as far as running backs go, just like perspective wise, I, I think. If you're thinking upper tier, Najee Harris, yeah, fifteen to twenty one, yeah, somewhere in there maybe, yeah, something like that. Um, but again, pl- like running backs, that's a that's a risky business drafting yeah. one. Not because they're not good. If you draft a, a first round running back in the NFL, they are usually good. They're usually right. worth it. That's a misnomer. The problem is that there's so many six rounders. That, that also, also turn out. Yeah, exactly. That it creates the value gap is not that not that big of a difference. Also, I mean, if you're going into a rebuild, you cannot take a running back. It's just it's just not how it works because the window doesn't the window doesn't match up. By the time they're by the time they're on the decline, usually like quote unquote decline, right. you don't have your quarterback. You don't have a team in, in place behind them. It, it makes no sense. Is there a scenario where the draft ends? Um, I believe it is only 19 days long this year. Um, but when the draft ends, I think there's a real scenario where we come back here and we sit here and we say, are they rebuilding or are they win now? Like, there's a real scenario where the trade for Julio doesn't happen. I think the they only— They get pits. They get a little bit better there. They get a second-round quarterback. Yeah. I, and I we look they, and we're like, they got a little bit, little I, tiny bit better. I think the only way they do that is if they take fields at four, don't move up, don't draft any more weapons— and they still don't trade Matt Ryan. That's that's the situation where we're like, we have no idea what we're doing, do we? We All have right. no clue. I think that's – but I, I, I've i made it clear that I don't want them to draft a quarterback and hang on to Matt Ryan. I think if you draft fields, you'd start him day one. So that's that's my opinion on that. If if you had to bet right now not knowing anything more than what we know right now, right? who wins more football games as a starter this season? Matt Ryan. You don't know who the other one was. Oh, I was I was assuming Matt Ryan or any of the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, even Trevor Lawrence. Are the Jags gonna? I mean, I would say Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'd still say Matt Ryan. 
honestly. I wonder. I want. I really do you wonder. Want to see, do, if, do you want to see if they can have if a new coach has like an effect on the team? Like, there's a lot. If Chicago gets a quarterback ever, if they can somehow find a way to get quarterback, they're going to be good. Yeah. There's another team like that in Miami, down there in Miami as well too that well, we not still don't there. know. What are they going to do at six? Like, they're going to yeah. mess that up too. I don't know. I want to take another know. quarterback. I want to take a quarterback every you year. You think Miami moves up? No. I want to take a quarterback at six, and then next year take another first round quarterback every year. <laughs> until the, until yeah. the, you, you find, I, I honestly think that's the best strategy in the you NFL. Have to. You draft quarterback over and over and over again until you get it right. I, you got a guy down there that could still pan out. We have a great coach, and, and like I don't Agreed. value coaching. I think I think that's pretty much on brand for me. I didn't before Nate McMillan, dude, and now I'm like coaching. I'm, I'm coaching guy now. Not yet. I'm not, coaching guy yet. Not yet. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm such a clear favorite. Uh, favorite. NFL draft um, cliche is either between Mel Kuyper doesn't piss during the draft. <laughs> Someone will tell us that over and over again. Uh, hopefully, Bill Polian is on the draft coverage. Of course, he won't realize yeah. that he's there. Yeah. He'll be looking around looking for a butterfly or the, something in the, the sky. The sports world, Joe Biden. <laughs> right, right. Just pray there aren't any stairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some other cliches? Oh, everyone... Uh, Every single player either had a brother, sister, father, mother, or best friend that died. Died tragically. Yeah. And it might even be that player's fault. And now they're wearing their jersey number. Yeah. Every player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing with the NBA draft, dude. I mean, we go through this every year. It's like sob story after sob story. Or not sob story because they really are sad stories, but like sad story after sad story. Which but is it's like nowadays, awful. I really do feel like. People are so statty and nerdy that they would rather spend five full minutes, maybe knowing this like deeper saber metrics and stuff like that. Like, yeah, or more yeah, yeah. Fi- or more film. Yeah, well, dude, especially after the pandemic, literally everyone has a sad story now. Like, everyone. Top two brand, brand specific personalities at ESPN. So they're tied specifically to what they do. Right. I'm gonna list three. You gotta rank. One and two. Mel Kuyper, draft. Yeah. Okay? Or I'll, I'll say draft guys. Mel Kuyper, Thomas Shea. Joe Lenardi, Joey Buckets for the Bracketology. Barry Melrose, hockey. Obviously the hair, the suits are on point. Pick two of them. I'm going big Barry Melrose. Number one? Number one. Because he's the only hockey guy. I think when it's a tie, Melrose wins yeah. because he's taller and the hair. He's the most likable person on the face of the earth. Yeah, he knows it. Yeah. Uh, Barry Melrose. Congrats, Barry. Yeah, and then we go Kuiper, number two. Mel Kuiper. Yeah. Joe Lenardi, get out of here. Tom McShay has really done something that is tough to do. Like, he has not become the simp to Kuiper. Yeah. But he's also settled in his role and just kind of, he, he's the coach in waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also good looking, which helps, like, you know, as an on air broadcaster but he's been like look this is your podcast too girl. if you want to he's found on that girl. no he, he's been the young guy for like 20 years now you know what i mean like yeah i don't know so that that helped him out for a while but now it's getting to the point where like you got to take the throne dude like you got to step up he got alpha male this bad boy and he doesn't have his moment yet i don't think i mean all this week we've been seeing that famous mel kuyper moment with uh i i, I hope you've seen it mel kuyper's first draft or one of the one of his first drafts the Colts draft uh, 
somebody instead of Dilfer, and Dilfer was the was Kuiper's quarterback. You have to take Dilfer here. You have to take Dilfer yeah. here. And the GM comes on with Mortensen right right after the pick. Right. Yeah. All the guys are on the stage, Kuiper and them watching the interview, and the guy goes, "Mel Kuiper never played a snap in his life." We don't have to listen to this guy. We don't have to take who Mel Kuyper tells us to take. <laughs> but for like 15 seconds, right, really yeah. gets after him. Mortensen says, back to you, Berm. Berman gives uh, Kuyper a chance to answer it, and Kuyper gives it to him. One or two sentences max. He says, it's the wrong pick. I have job security, and that's why you don't have job security because you don't, t- you don't take guys like Trent Dilfer when they're right in front of you. The Colts have been Let's bad, go. and they're going to stay bad as long as they keep making picks like this. <laughs> and that was it. And then the camera like shutters back to Berman, and then and then they're off. What? Well, dude, back at, at that and point, and he probably had to piss so bad because he doesn't take at, at that point. The Mel Kiper's big boards was better than I would say almost every team's big board. He, yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah, better yeah. at drafting than than everyone else. Now at this point, we have sabermetrics. We have you know that type of yeah. thing to back it up. But they probably should have been listening to Bill Kuyper back then. Dude, looking back, they the NFL did not want to televise their draft. They were terrified of people. Well, they missed so often. They were terrified of people seeing how boring it actually was. Yeah. And Kuyper said no. Like I don't. It wasn't just Kuyper. Yeah. But ESPN is the one that begged all those guys begged the NFL. Please let us televise it. And the NFL's like, all right. I don't know why you would want to. But man, that was not obvious then. Now it is super obvious. Sheesh. And it sort of created fantasy stuff, too, because you got to watch how yeah. it was actually yeah, yeah, done yeah, yeah, for the yeah. first time ever. It's still not a good viewing experience to me. No, it's not. But, but I mean, now with phones and stuff, like you can, you can go about your day on Saturday. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll sit down and probably watch every pick on Thursday night. I'll watch the, no, I'll watch the first round. That's it. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, but I'll probably see the commissioner come to the podium every single time Thursday night. I usually I watch. I, I treat it the same way I treat the NBA draft. I watch until my team drafts, and then I've Who got. Who's your team in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, you haven't heard. <laughs> Four, fucking three seed ceiling, baby. Oh, I cursed. Damn it. Anyway, dude. Yeah, we'll edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't, dude. No, nah, I'll, I'll probably watch until the Falcons draft, and then I'll watch through like pick ten to see if we move up again, and then you know I'm I'm out. I, I can't sit there and just hear Roger Goodell talk. No, I'm out. Yeah. For me, it's a little bit more interesting this year. A, because the Dolphins have a bunch of picks, but B, because Georgia has a bunch of players that are going to be going high. And I think several of them, I always want a Georgia player to go to the Dolphins. Right. That for me is a great feeling. It's so rare because usually you take the guard out of Idaho. You know what I mean? Like it's a guy (laughs) that you don't want in the fourth round instead of like your favorite player. Um, the but Falcons yeah. seem to always draft the guy that I don't want them to draft. So we'll see how this plays out. We got a new GM, you know. Yeah, maybe I'm, just I'm, let Travis Schling take over. Yeah. Oh gosh, dude, I'd love that. He should just run all Atlanta sports. Get who, Alex out of here too. Who? Bob Rathman. Bob Rathman? No, 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 no. Not Bob Rathman. Bob. Anyone? Literally anyone but Bob Rathman. <laughs> Bob Rathman stinks. You want? Uh, you want to go Hawks or you want to go Braves here? I want to go Braves, but I gotta go. Bewley Oaks first. Boom. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. That's B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Our buddy Brian likes when I spell it. B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement. 912-667-5235. Now, Spencer, you're not like what they would call a bright guy. But if I told you a company was called Bewley Oaks Home Improvement, 
What do you think they specialize in? Are they dentists? Mm, that was the number three answer. Okay. We're looking for home improvement was the number one answer on the board. Shoot. Home improvement. Call Tony today and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. He'll take care of you. Probably wipe some dollars off of the final cost. Yeah. 912-667-5235. Dude, we're just handing out value left and right here. That's what we do. That's what we do, dude. They should just put a BOGO sign on our back. We're a positive EV podcast. That's it. (laughs) Did you hear me with uh, uh, Hardball Mikey last week? Yeah. yeah. Um, About the money ball thing? Yeah. That's awesome. Fat on my back for that one. Dude, the, the, Mikey's always good, man. Uh, let's, let's talk about these Braves. The Bra- I think the Braves are. You could you could do one or two things, right? You could. Do, I'm not going to do the it's early thing. I'm it not, is early. I'm not. It's super early now. It's a long season. That's that's why it's hard for me to care. It's April. It's April, man. But and, and also I'm basketball guy, so I'm still watching the Hawks, and I've got the Braves pulled up on my phone. But here's you know the thing: I mean? it's it's a lot like the Hawks early on, right? Yeah. Even though it's early, ask yourself this. Are the flaws that are causing them to lose outliers? Are they obviously going to be fixed? They're obviously going to come up. No. I don't think that the Braves' flaws are obviously going to change. Surely Swanson's not going to bat 198. That'll come up at least 30. the, the The batting will correct. Right, but... I think the batting's the most likely to correct. The pitching is going to need some help. They're going to need either outside help or Soroka coming back and the bullpen. They don't have I, they don't have a rotation. Like they have a yeah. serviceable I'm willing to even say the bullpen is serviceable yeah. even though they haven't pitched that way. Well, see see the, you got to think that the bullpen is the easiest thing to fix, right? You can add bullpen. You mean arms. by addition? Yeah, you can add bullpen arms. Yeah, and you could always add starter and then move your your current last right. starter back to bull, right. like I think Yanoa Wilson a lot of those guys. Well, you're not so obviously the Braves are banking on Soroka coming back and being healthy. They have been for. Does some it time. seem like they're taking it pretty slow to you? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good, hmm. well, good call. I mean, dude, Bravo, you're baseball guy. I mean, I I you're literally supposed to be. You're supposed to bring the fire on baseball. You got one right. I said that. It's about damn time. I, I said that in 1999. I said that he's not coming back till <laughs> 2021. So, dude, check well, the tape. They're 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 banking on that, and it. Pretty much seems like if he doesn't come back and he's not a Cy Young candidate, we're dead in the water, right? Like th- this team isn't competing without without adding another top of the line starter. Um, no, I don't think they. I think they can win the NL East without adding a top of the line starter. They're not winning the World Series. No, no. There's there's not one move that they can make that they can win the World Series. Not one. Nope. They were a game away last year. If they acquired Mookie, if they acquired Mookie Betts today, I don't think they. Could win the World Series. Yeah, well, not a bat, not a bat. An arm, yes. You think if they acquired Garrett Cole tomorrow that they could win? That they would be the win the World Series over the Dodgers? They could, they could. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. I just don't. The Dodgers are so good. The Dodgers are incredible. They are so good, and Trevor Bauer is such a douche. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm on the like outside. Like most people were praising like Trevor Bauer, Bauer yeah, for it. I kind of like him, but it's. Uh, it's sort of a LeBron tinge. Like, yeah. I don't really want to be talking about this. Here's 800 words on how what's, I feel about what's, it. What's the other guy from the Dodgers? Uh, the guy that did the baby cry face uh, after he hit somebody last year? 
Oh, uh, Joe Kelly. Yeah, Joe Kelly. He I, also quarantined, knocked out the window when he was working on the changeup. Remember that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just missed it by 30 feet. He 50 cent first pitched it. Tre- Trevor Bauer is a less likable version of Joe Kelly. I, I really like Joe Kelly. He's a man. Plus, I think during our live recording of episode 22 last year, Bauer's walking off the mound, and it looks like the Braves are going to lose to the Reds, and he does the chop. Yeah. To all zero fans. <laughs> It's funny. Dude. Miss me with it. Come on. Give me Sonny Gray over Trevor Come Bauer. On, I, I I like Trevor Bauer, but dude, let, before we move on from the Braves, let me let me ask you: Are you still confident that they'll pull out the NLEs? Yeah, and and honestly, I am because of Freddie Freeman. Yeah. He sounds different because in the, of one bat, huh? Interesting. I think it's. I can't believe I'm about to say this. It's because of the way he sounds in these post game interviews. It's right. because of the way he sound. He sounds exactly. Like Chipper Jones, yeah. He start Freeman starting to get to the point where he's sending messages to dudes through the media. He's Lebroning them. Well, dude, but like it's pointed. Should we play it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play it. All right. So this is Freddie Freeman. David O'Brien asked him about uh, like if he's worried about the Mets being six games up. If he's worried about teams above them in the division, and Freeman basically says uh, we have our hands full with ourselves. Freddie, last week you showed the resilience when you guys lost 13-4 and came back the next day and won 13-4. Yeah. Um, did you think today after that first game you could do that in the second game? I don't think anybody's really thinking about I mean, losing back. and coming back and doing anything like that. You know, we we had 40 minutes between games. We were getting ready for the next game, and we just didn't have it today. Yeah. Uh, it's April. Uh, we're okay. Uh, it's just April 25th wasn't the Atlanta Braves day, so we'll come back tomorrow and, and, and go get them. Does it help when you look at the division and see nobody's kind of running away with it? Everybody's kind of right there together. But- I haven't really checked it. Um, we, we, all our batting averages are 140 to 200. So yeah. we need a hit if we're even going to need to look at the standings. So um, call a spade a spade. We need to start hitting. We didn't do that today, and we'll try again tomorrow. All right, yeah, so there you hear it, Freddie Freeman. I mean, it sounds different than what it used to sound like. It used to be... Yeah, yeah, we got to start playing better, but that was pointed. Right. So that's why I think. What about you? Uh, I'm not as confident. Obviously, I put a, a bet on the Phillies going in. Um, I'm not confident in that either. But <laughs> I, uh, I I still think they got a really good shot. At put, I think they're even money with the Mets, I would think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, not even money, but they would have the same odds as the Mets, I would think. It's especially like in their wins, they look convincing. Have you considered it bats. this way? It's a long season, you know. When you have look I, at it, this have way, I considered it that way? Think about it this way: there's a bunch of games total, and they haven't played that many. <laughs> Dude, you're so obnoxious, man. Uh, yeah, Madison Bumgarner went seven innings. Um, he did not give up a I mean, hit. He just destroyed us. But it's not Little. a no hitter, and. It was a bit forced by baseball Twitter and baseball people. Should it have been a no-hitter? Should it have not been a no-hitter? It's not really – like, it's not a no-hitter because the rules say it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it should be or not. The fact of the matter is the National League still has a DH, so everything is upside down. Or the National League doesn't have a DH, so everything is upside down. Uh, it's it's a – it's We're playing a, seven innings. It's a no-hitter in spirit, though, because he didn't give up a hit for the game. It's not a technically. It's not a no-hitter. It doesn't go on the, the back of the baseball card. Correct. But it's a no-hitter in spirit. Correct. Because he gave, he I, went out there and and destroyed us, though. Do you mean, know what it, what it, what it does go down as though? It goes down as a complete game. Did you know that? Right. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think because we had discussed that. 
for fantasy baseball purposes, and no one cares. And the Braves only had one hit in that entire day, dude. How they, does that happen? They are the first team in the history of the sport of baseball to play a doubleheader and only have one hit total. Dude, 14 innings, one hit. Who was it that had the hit? I don't even remember right now. I have no idea. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. One hit. It dude. really felt like they were going to get no-no'd. Uh, yeah. Not technically no-no'd because there wasn't a no-no. Um it really felt like they were going to get zero hits against 88 Madison Bumgarner in, like, the second inning. <laughs> That's what I mean when I say they feel just a little up, like the Hawks. Like he's up there fanning. They're, like, they don't got a lot of fight in them right now. Right you know now, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, Maybe we make a, a coaching change, like, halfway through, and uh, they go on a just ridiculous tear. I'm ready to talk about the Hawks, too. Speaking of coaching change, did you see how fat Freddie Gonzalez is in that Arizona Diamond? No, I did not. Dude, they can barely fit him in there. He literally (laughs) is... Spencer, he was breaking protocol on accident. That's how big he was. He couldn't get six feet away. Dude, are we going to have to delete this segment? Because you know the only time I've ever deleted anything that I've said on air is when I fat-shamed someone. I'm not going to say who, but I accidentally fat-shamed someone. I felt bad about it. I deleted what I said. That's the only time I've ever done that. Are we going to have to delete this? No chance we delete it, right? Freddie Gonzalez is fat as shit. Okay. <laughs> look, how far Spencer, we, last week, look how far we've come. Spencer, last week you had the Hawks as a three seed. Um, I'm not saying it's your fault that they went out and got murdered. Murdered by the G League Pistons. It's a back-to-back, dude. It's they a got back-to-back murdered by the, the Pistons, uh, a G League team. Officially a G League team. I'm not making that up. Yeah. Breaking news. Look it up. They, we, uh, they we, scored 19 points total against the Pistons. Um and you had him as a three seed last week. So, Thoughts? so we we win a big, big game. And let's not just gloss over this, dude. We beat a healthy Bucks team with like eight Green players. City, they're soft. We've we had, always said that. We had like City eight. Soft. We have like eight players available. Kevin Herter's a god. Bogey's a god. Everybody's so we're so good. And then we travel up north, almost to Canada, to Detroit, Michigan, whom we should just give to Canada at this point. We don't need Detroit anymore. Not Seriously. not a great destination. Give it give it up. Give it up to Canada. Like let's let let that be our like uh, thank you, you know, for making us look good in North America. Uh, so we give them Detroit, right? Anyway, <laughs> we had to travel across the world to get there. Lose, I mean, pretty convincingly, they look like shit. They, I think, they shot like thirty six percent for the game, and uh, most notably, lost Kevin Herter to a shoulder injury and Brandon Goodwin to an ankle injury. The ankle injury did not look good. He went out on a wheelchair. Bro, this team... That one was legitimate. I thought... I didn't realize how many minutes Herder had been playing over the... Like... He hadn't missed a game. He's Iron Man. Yeah. And... Like, just because you have a short... That's a lot of minutes. He was playing 35-plus... Yeah. For basically 20 20 days. Yeah. 12 games. Like... Eventually, you're going to wear down. I, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Herder's not going to be out for long. I uh, hope not. They're calling it a stinger. So, ho- that guy's hopefully not, not. sit for but long, dude. Trav, my point is, have you ever seen a team get injured at this rate? I Because I've been watching basketball a long time. No. I've been watching the Hawks a long time. I've never seen it like this. And a, a part of that is roster construction. Danilo Gallinari is often hurt. John Collins is an injury-prone player. Trey's small. A lot of – Kevin Herter even has it's been injured. It's a condensed season, too. That, too. Cliche, but, but I mean – the Hawks have been far and away the most injured team in terms of wins added. Yeah. I mean, but do you ever wonder, like, you ever wonder, is it a specific strategy by them? Like, we're not playing anybody unless they're over 75%. 
Whereas maybe like another one. I don't. I don't know, but whatever it is they're doing is lot, not it's working. So much. It's not working, dude. It's got to be something like that. You know what I mean? Unless it's just huh. So you're down on them. You're down on the Hawks. Well, I'm down on the Hawks training staff for sure. Emory, what? it's Emory Healthcare, and dude, get them out of there. Get, what, what's the highest they could possibly be? We, we should make this a segment. Yeah. The highest possible playoff seed the Hawks could get. Hawks playoff seed ceiling. Let's call it that. Okay. <laughs> but whatever you say this week, it has to stay the same forever. Um, I'm going to go four this week. I'm going down one. It just doesn't look feasible that we catch the Bucks at this point after losing to Detroit. But, I mean, maybe, 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 maybe. I'm going to go three and a half. How about that? Three and a half. I mean, I'm not saying never. We'll go, yeah, we'll go three and a half, dude. And maybe we get some people back healthy this week. Maybe go on a little tear. Uh, we got we to gotta stay in four to five, though, dude. That's going to be huge. Since the beginning of the year, I've told you this is a six-seed ceiling team, and I'm going to stay there. You were at six. What, what were you at, four last week? I was week? at four last week, and okay. they are a six-seed ceiling. When the world is praising you. Yeah. And you go play. Uh, Detroit they, on a back-to-back when everyone's hurt. You right? go. You basically go play South University's and JV team. your guy, Lou Williams, wasn't playing because he was sick. Your guy, Trey Young. Where where has he been? He snapped his ankle in half, and it's somehow miraculously going to play next week. Somehow miraculously, the team has been doing eh, kind of good. And he's, they're four and three. Kind of good. You're you're clamoring for a they're four and three. I mean, they that that win against the Bucks two was weeks huge, ago. Two weeks ago, dude. when they beat the Magic, he was out. Yeah, but the Magic, one of the worst teams in the league, all good. Do so it. are the Pistons. Yeah, but back to back and no Lou. All right, boy, that back to back. Then you're just hold, you're, you're it's just a back to back. It's a back to back. Got a, got across country. Got across country. I mean, it's a thing, dude. Look it up. Uh, Read a book. Anything else, NBA? I feel like we're missing something. No. Uh, no, we covered LeBron. We did the Hawks. The Hawks are the only team that matters. They're winning the championship. Oh, I put another bet that got retweeted. Oh, I got to call out I gotta call out Trey Brodnex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Brodnex has had my tweet bookmarked uh, from... Which was awesome. From... Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. November 25th of the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> and I said, uh, as I've said the whole season, seven seed ceiling for the Hawks, seize up. And he booked market and, and said, waited for this moment. He tweeted that on April 23rd. And my, oh my, Spencer, four days later, you guys lost by 96 points. We lost by Pistons. 16. It's the same thing. Dude. And we were running out our third stringers. Come on, man. Dude, you stay sleeping, man. I'm with Trey on this. You're sleeping. We're at crosswinds on Friday. We're winning that thing. Uh, I'm there... not playing great golf. Like, out. You want to try I, to explain it? I am playing great golf right now. Like, I'm hitting the ball really well. I'm we, doing something weird. Like, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. different going on. Yeah, dude. yeah. I, I think it's a mental thing, dude. We're gonna get through it. You really believe? I'm serious. Be serious. I don't. No, think no, we no, are. no. I don't. I don't think it's a mental thing. I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win. I'm feeling good. I'm hitting the ball really well. Uh, is there a cup? Is there a trophy? Uh, yes. We need that thing. Of course we, we need, need a trophy. We need that thing. We're like Van Johnson. They're going to have to build more cabinets yeah. for our cups. Yeah, yeah, Build yeah. the cabinets. Yeah, build the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great line. I love it. We got to get uh, MVJ back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real popular with our demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spencer, if I were to be scrolling around um, the internet and I came across a social media site. Twitter? Twitter. Is that the one you're talking Are about? Are you on that? Yeah, I'm on that. It's at Spencer Maddox underscore don't you dare forget that underscore dude i'm sick of people forgetting the underscore they they always ask me hey how do i find you on twitter i say spencer maddox underscore and then they type it in just spencer maddox they're like oh i can't find you put that freaking underscore on there dude 
Uh, the official seed watchers will get mad at me. What was yours? Let's write them down. Um, mine was 3.5. 3.5 seed. Which is awesome score. Yeah, veteran score. As always, six seed, four, Travis. Let's keep it official with yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, once you uh, cannot find Spencer, when you don't type the underscore and you type in Jadon Sports, J A U D O N Sports on Twitter and Instagram, imagine that. I thought it was Yowden. Same handle on both. Easy. I make it easy for my people. <laughs> Hotgritspod at gmail.com. Please, let's try to get on iTunes and Apple. I don't want 75 star reviews. 69. I want 69 five-star reviews by the time we get to the 69th episode. Because we're children. We're mandating this to you. We are giving this to you, our people. Now carry forth the work, please. Yes. Come back for episode 65. Until then, stay safe. Wash your hands and filthy animals. Peace. Okay, we're joined now by Lindsey Goff, the WTOC sports director in Savannah. Lindsey, thank you for joining us. This is a... Historic moment on the Hot Grits podcast, our first female <laughs> interview. Um, and so obviously every question will be about you being a female in the sports Yeah, industry. we're breaking barriers here, dude. Great. That's my favorite. Yeah, so I, that's where I wanted to start is it, that's got to be the answer, right? What's the, what's the worst question that you always get? Um, my favorite is like, well, why do you like sports? And I'm like, well, why do you? <laughs> like, why do any of us like sports? Well, so Lindsay, I did have a question for you. Um, okay. Why do you like sports? You know, I, I just think it's fun to watch guys run around in tight pants sometimes, and occasionally I think it's entertaining. Um, okay, Lynn, we can do this one or two ways. I, I, I can either run through your bio. Um, totally kidding, by the way, Lynn. Really, Thank you for coming on. Really boring style and just, and just give your metrics the back of the baseball card, or you can tell our listeners kind of how you got here, how you got to Savannah, and then... Um, originally under Jake Wallace at WTOC, kind of how you reached the point where you are today. Yeah, so um, I graduated from the University of Kentucky in 2015. Um, so I covered UK while I was there. Um, then I started working in Bowling Green, Kentucky as a news reporter. Um, got promoted to their weekend anchor and producer, but I filled in on sports quite a bit over there and helped out with the Friday Night Football show. And got enough sports content on my reel to where I could get a sports job. So I moved to Louisville um, and worked there as a reporter, producer, anchor, whatever they told me to be for the um, Spectrum station. It was Time Warner at the time. And then we switched to Spectrum like halfway through my time there. Um, And then one day they came in and said, hey, we're cutting our sports department. So we went from doing an hour worth of um sports every weeknight to none at all you guys are doing so, hour-long segments on sports every night every weeknight so we had three shows 30 minutes of politics uh 30 minutes of just university of kentucky and then 30 minutes of everything else around the state Holy moly, so that's the mecca. like western kentucky northern kentucky uofl um the kentucky derby like you name it we covered it um so yeah we went from doing an hour of sports to none at all so then i was unemployed for a few months so that was fun um, and then found my way to Savannah. Uh, so I started working as the weekend sports anchor. Jake was the sports director and I was doing news actually during the week. Um, and then That's Jake right. moved into that. a digital role. Um, you know, he has kids and things and I suppose he wants to see them, but, you know, novel concept. So <laughs> yeah. he's moved into a more like traditional Monday through Friday, nine to five kind of role. Um, and I took over sports director. So here we are. So Lindsay, when you were when you were considering, uh, or when you were after 
a job was savannah the only option for you or the first option or did you have to like strongly think about it or was it an immediate yes um it wasn't the first or only no um we need some names i turned turned down some like (laughs) previously but i figured like there are worse places to spend a couple of years than savannah Hmm. and i like the beach so we'll take uh, that we'll take that I thought I thought it'd be cool, and then I wound up. I really liked it. So obviously, when I took over as sports director, I signed another contract. So y'all are stuck with me for a little while longer. And um, you know, I knew that South Georgia obviously loved football. I love football, so I thought it would. I thought it'd be cool, and it turned out to work out pretty well for me. South Georgia does love football. There's no way that you could have known what Georgia Southern was going to be like. When you were coming no. down here, though, right? I mean, it had to Definitely look like a not. little dot on the map. What, what was kind of the? Is there a moment you look back to where you're, where you're like, holy shit, this is like a real, real D one football team, D one fan base, and these people really care. Um, one of my first assignments was covering their spring game, um, back in I guess 2019, um, and they had like a, what do they call it? Oh, Either that tr- was the crazy scoring system, right? They had well. They called it like True Blue Weekend, so it was like there was a softball game, a baseball game, and yeah. football. And it, Georgia State basketball um, at night. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a huge day, um, and I kind of got a taste of it then, and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Um, and then obviously, like UK and U of L is a pretty like bitter rivalry. So when I saw how much they hate like Georgia State, that's familiar to me. Sure. <laughs> so I can I can know and appreciate that as well. So when you're in Kentucky, obviously you just touched on it. Rick Pitino and John Calipari are both mm-hmm. around. I'm kind of mentally checking. They would have been there the whole time you were there, right? Uh, so Rick Pitino got fired while I was there. Huh. Uh, I like covered that whole ordeal. Like I was there when the sanctions came down from the stripper slash prostitute scandal. Yes. And then right. I was there when the FBI probe into college basketball broke. Um, this is University the story. Six. Yeah. Yeah. That's U of L. Um, so like that day is forever like burned in my mind. I was only the cover of like all these newspapers chasing Rick Pitino with a microphone the day he got fired. I was wearing a freaking cheetah print dress of all things. Like were you like running um, up the steps, right? Or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it was like a bad, like movie, movie cover, but, but, like, but it was my life. Yeah. I had just gotten out of a walking boot because the teleprompter had like broke my toe actually like ironically uh so like that was the whole thing and yeah so i covered rick patino quite a bit um both while he was at L and then the fallout from everything afterwards and then yeah calipari was there uh from the time i got to uk as a freshman uh he started in 2009 so they won the national championship my freshman year of college well um, technically so though they... i've always covered him <laughs> technically that title is not there anymore Kentucky's? Oh well, Kentucky's is there. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, you were talking Kentucky about Louisville. Kentucky won the championship my freshman year in 20, 2012. No, yeah, that one uh, definitely counts. That one definitely. The twenty thirteen one is the one that's been vacated. That was Louisville's. But yeah, we're not taking away the Anthony Davis national title. Don't don't go no, there. No, no, so so you that. you are a UK girl though, correct? Not oh, not yeah, not a Louisville. Sure. Okay. But you, you see how you say it. What what say? Louisville. She says it right. I I dated a girl. Remember Lindsay? I dated a girl that that was from Louisville and I promise you they take it really, really serious. How you Yeah, everybody makes fun of how I say it. I'm like, y'all say it wrong. Like We we did. I we did say, say it right. right. It's Louisville. 
the girl I dated was also named Lindsay, by the way. I, I just oh, realized well. that you I just realized that, that might have come off in a different way that you taught me how to say Louisville. Well, it's like a it's like a Kristen versus Kirsten thing, you know what I mean? You don't mess that up. I mean, kind of. That's like the worst thing you can ever do, you know what I mean? Uh, Lindsay, how did how did that compare the Rick Pitino thing to? I I would guess since you've been here, I mean, it was shy words that mm-hmm. had to have been the most. I don't I don't even know the right word, right? Bizarre or captain, captivating? Yeah. yeah. So um, how did those two compare? Gosh, they're honestly they're not comparable just because the Rick Pitino stuff drug out. I feel like so much longer and like everybody was there for that. Like outside the lines was there. Like every national network. Like my mom was like, You were on Good Morning America chasing Rick Pitino. And I'm like, Great, mom, Let's thanks. Go. And like like every national news outlet, like every I mean like every sports part like you could think of like pat thorny is actually like one of my mentors that's how we met because we sat in gromwire hall for 10 hours a day for like two weeks um just like waiting for news about this case and like (laughs) you got to know these people because we're all just stuck there for like weeks on end but the shy case is different i think because like that sheds such a light on like problems that are going on in america and like racial profiling and like issues with like policing and things like that so oh like God, they're very like the perfect and perfect's the wrong word but it's crazy right yeah they're, they're extremely different but i will say like covering the uofl case like very much prepared me to cover shy's case because when that broke i immediately was like all right we need to get the body cam the dash cam we need to get the incident report we need to call this this and this and everybody's like what like because Normally, like, sports anchors don't dive into stuff like that, but also, like, I had to lock myself in a conference room for, like, two days and read, like, a thousand pages of FBI documents for the Louisville case. So, like, I I knew what to do, and I knew – because I was, like, fresh out of college covering the UofL stuff, and so, like, I was getting beat by the paper and these other reporters, and it, it, like, aggravated me. Like, I'm competitive, and I don't like that, so it bothered me. So I learned how to file FOIAs, and I learned what to ask for, and I learned what to look for, and it, it kind of helped me out, I think, <laughs> trying no. to cover Shai's case. Lindsay, it did because when you – like, I, I remember when you, got, when you got here, and it's like Frank – I felt the same way about Frank forever, that he was always beating me to a Georgia Southern mm-hmm. story. Or, and, I, like, I think I made that pretty known publicly a bunch of times, but Frank and I are, like, pretty close. Yeah. I, I think when you got here, though, I was like, man, there's someone else that obviously doesn't like – losing like someone that's very competitive and like yeah. i love jake but jake is like the nicest kindest dude in the world and i kind of like never saw that side of him if that makes sense you know what i mean he has that side he definitely does because yeah, sure, he, nice, he got a lot of stories he got a lot of stories but it, it just like i could it made it made me work harder and it made i think a lot of us greg talbot was coming in at the same time too and chad lunsford coming in at the same time it was kind of a weird mesh mm-hmm. everyone was really new i feel like yeah, yeah. So it was definitely like Louisville prepared me for things like that because now I like know what to ask for and know what to look for. And like, you know, like no one can intimidate me anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're almost <laughs> always the first question answer. I, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, as someone who was around that Rick Patino saga, uh, the the more Don't and forget, more. We had Bobby Petrino too at the, at yeah, the same time. Yeah, oh my time. gosh. So like. Remember that neck that was... brace? Well, no, that was in Arkansas. So. 
the still. first time I saw him, though, like the very first time I went to a Bobby Petrino pe- press conference, like that was all I could see was like, oh my god, like, like I could just the picture first thing the, I think of, yeah, the neck brace, and I was like, oh man, this is gonna be weird. What a weird, <laughs> what a weird guy. Do you think you think he wore that neck brace to get like some sympathy during the interview? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely possible. There, I, can, I have so many stories it seems... about like covering. Bobby Petrino. Tell us Petrino, one. Like, yeah, let's let's hear a let's let's hear a Bobby like, P story. You know Petrino, he's really hated down here. I mean, everyone hates him in Georgia. Yes, yes, and like I don't like him. I don't even think most people in Louisville like him anymore. But he like is so paranoid. So like people around Louisville knew I went to UK and were kind of like leery of that. Like they didn't like that. Like they thought I'm like is do- I'm doing some kind of like inside yeah. job, like spying on them or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is in georgia southern too well yeah so i went to go cover one of their like i don't know it was like a tuesday or thursday media availability during game week and like the routine was always like we got there at a certain time because sometimes practice would end early and they would want to do their press conference early and like certain days you got offense players certain days you got defense players i don't even remember like what day it was but so i got there a little early for practice because i was waiting on that and traffic around L's campus gets really bad in the afternoons. Like, I got there early. I parked where I normally park uh, between their stadium and their practice facility, and I'm, like, waiting. And they have, you know, like, how football and, like, well, most athletic places, around their chain-link fences, they have that, like, black stuff. So yeah. you can tell there are people there, but you can't really see that well. Yeah. They have that. And so I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my phone. Like, I'm not paying any attention. And their SID comes and knocks on my window, and he's like, hey – I need you to turn your car around and not be facing the practice field. Bobby doesn't want you to see what's going on. And I was like, he said that he said, Bobby sent me out. Bobby doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. You're probably uh, like, what are you serious? Turn my car around. I'm like, is this a joke? And first, like I can still see what y'all are doing, <laughs> but like, okay. Like everybody it. knows, everybody knows what y'all's game plan. You're giving the ball to Lamar Jackson, yeah. and you've got Jair Alexander in the backfield. There are no secrets about this team. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like when we ask the opposing coaches of, about Georgia Southern, like uh, yeah. we just really have to focus on stopping the run. And it's like, man, you had you had six days to get ready yeah. for that question, coach, and you and you come with that. But yeah, just stuff like that happened all the time. They'd be like, "You need to turn your car around." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> sure, sure thing, Chief. <laughs> My bad." Um, uh, okay, Lindsay, let's kind of focus on Savannah a little bit. Uh, okay. you, I know you're coming off of these golf events. Unless, yes. unless, unless you really want to, we can shy away from talking about uh, those golf events because I know the walking, the walking was not fun for you, uh, according to your Twitter account. <laughs> it's exhausting. Um, we can talk about golf. I don't care. Um, the heritage yeah. really is, though, because that trip from the media center to 18 is no joke. Well, we don't have a media center anymore Um, since COVID. We have to work out of the parking lot. Lindsay, I'm out. I'm immediately out. Yeah. I had to work from my car. Uh, So it's even further (laughs) and more chaotic. But, uh, yeah, it was quite quite the experience. But um, that was my first time kind of like running point on the golf coverage. So it was very stressful. But we got through it. so I'm, I'm proud of that. We've got one more coming up in June. Yeah, you guys did a good job. That that one in June, Spencer, I've been meaning to tell you about this. It, you, you need to Google this golf course and just mm-hmm. like research. Lindsay, I'm assuming you've looked up Congaree and you know what it's, what it's about yes. kind of. 
This is, yes. I think it's safe to say, maybe the most secretive golf course in the world. Maybe nope. behind like Augusta National, yeah. But That's they, what I was so they, say. well, I mean, secretive like, like you didn't know this is the best course that you've never heard of, period, because really? they have two members, two right. members only, and they're billionaires. And it's basically like a, uh, like a long term, I'm probably butchering this, but here, the gist of it is it's a really long term way of growing the game of golf without like getting away from the membership structure in other words gotcha it, but it's a championship yeah. golf course and it's the canadian open because canada has the covid restrictions still rbc has yes. the connections from just down the way so this course is in jasper county and i mean like jasper county is so how do you grow the game of golf if no one's playing on the course well this is their mo they were aiming for i think and Lindsay, maybe you can answer th that question i think they were aiming for the 2028 u.s open that was the thing but but in the meantime all these pros have played there like really but they're not like tweeting pictures so it just, from it, it just stuff. it just sits unplayed yes 90 of the time 99 yeah yeah that's what, crazy and now it's going to be showcased for the world that's the crazy yeah. now i must play there and Lindsay gets to walk it the, the whole course all four days. i actually like got invited to play um, no way! You guys hate. You guys hate this because I don't know how to golf. I've never golfed. Neither so, do we. We play all the time. I've literally <laughs> never golfed in my life, and so I was like, "Oh yeah, I won't be golfing that day, but I'll be there." If you no need a, if way! You, if you need a caddy, I'll go undercover and we'll make a People spectacle of it. Dude. <laughs> Dude, People I, will hate me when they hear this. I, yeah. I just can't. There's so much content there. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're definitely getting kicked off forever. No doubt. Don't, don't say that. Uh, well, I wouldn't be able to. They're play not anyway listening. They're because, not like, listening. Deadlines and anchoring and all that good stuff, but you know. Right, right. Important stuff. You know, job things. Spencer, you got anything before yeah. we? Uh, yeah, Lindsay, I did have uh, one Rick Patino question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Rick Patino, that whole that whole time, uh, originally when it came out, obviously the. The public Wait, reaction. Scandal number one or scandal number two? Which one are we talking about? Uh, just the whole thing, right? Okay. Just the whole saga. When, originally, together, originally right. when it That's came out, book. Rick Pitino kind of came across as like this awful guy. Uh, mm -hmm. But in my mind, th th something about it, man. The back tattoos. The fact that he, <laughs> the fact that he kept doubling down. You what know what I mean? He like... never apologized. Rick Pitino, he kind of endeared himself no. to me. You know what I mean? He kind of came off as like I'm a Rick Patino guy now, especially now that he's uh, uh, Iona. That's the, that's the score, Lindsay. Right? He's blushing right yeah. now. He, yeah, Spencer's blushing. So right am now. I wrong? Am I wrong to I, as someone who was there? I I don't want to be like on the side of this terrible guy. Yeah, am I wrong, wrong to be a Rick Patino guy now? Yes. Kinda. Kinda. Um, he's like an Andy here. He's like a. He's genius. like. Yeah, he's like, like a a, a, a Walter White to me. I had his last sit-down interview before he got fired, and we were working on a mini-documentary about his coaching tree. He has coaches in literally every level of basketball. Like Frank Vogel, who coaches the Lakers and won a championship, right. was a student manager under Patino at Kentucky. Like, literally, this man touches every level of basketball from the high school ranks all the way up until the NBA. And so, like, I had interviewed his assistants from, like, across the country. Like, I even got to go to Chicago to interview Vogel when he was coaching the Magic just to, like, talk about Rick Pitino. And, like, fascinating stories about this guy. Like, he is a genius on the basketball court. But I'll say, like, the stripper scandal, I really don't know that he knew. 
like just reading everything I've read about it, I don't know that he knew, but he probably should have. So then when the Adidas stuff happens, right. it's like, okay, man, like you've already got caught up not knowing about stuff once. <laughs> like, it was yeah. sort of like the if, Pete Rose stuff, man. Like, even if you didn't know, like you should have known. Like what are you doing? Like right. what what is your staff doing? What is your pro – like what's happening? And so – like whether he knew or didn't know, and that's like a whole debate that you could talk about all day. Like he should have known yeah. the second time. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just the guy. Like if you double down and you say, "Oh, everybody else is doing it," I'm on your side immediately. I don't oh, know why. Well, we'll wait. We'll <laughs> wait from LSU. Literally, just walks around. But I don't even think Patino yeah. said everybody else is doing it. He just was like, "I don't know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was I, more I concerned know. with like the defensive rebounding. I'm on board, yeah. man. I'm on board. But no, we'll wait at LSU. He also told me one year at the Kentucky Derby that Donovan Mitchell should not have entered his name in the NBA draft. And, oh, you know, man. That went. Make so, that T-shirt. Um, but, yeah, the man is a basketball genius, and he brought Kentucky back out of obscurity. So I appreciate him for that. Uh, and he helped my career, frankly. <laughs> yeah. In Louisville. So uh, he – pontificates a lot like everything is an exaggeration like every team they would play is the best team that they're ever going to play like this evansville team is the best evansville I team love that it. we've <laughs> ever seen and grand canyon is the best team that we're going to see all year and it, it was always you know you kind of have to like learn to look past his exaggerations to be like is this team really that good like what is he trying to tell us <laughs> some coaches can um, do that pretty flawlessly i remember chad lunsford yeah. tried to do that with maine uh, I think it was last year, too, and he's at one point he said Maine would be one of the better contenders in the Sun Belt Conference, and like we all looked around the room, we we're like, "Come on, man, what what is this? What, oh yeah, what are yeah. We doing that here? was like a Patino hallmark. Like every press conference, you knew you were going to get something like that. But you you can't uh, knock his coaching chops. That's for sure. I like that a lot. Uh, this team's this team's so great. If we lose, we lose because they're so great. If we win, we just beat like a real team. You're always you know looking I mean? for exactly, angle. yeah, exactly. I like exactly. that. <laughs> okay, we got Lindsey Goff from WTOC, the WTOC Sports Director. Let me tell you guys about John Carr Real Estate before we keep going. Nine one two 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 eight zero nine one six. John Carr buying and selling real estate in the Savannah area. He has sold over Spencer. This stat is nuts. I've read it like three times already. This is nuts. John has sold over $6 million worth of homes in the last calendar year. Big time stat. He would love the opportunity to help you buy or sell right now, and he's offering a discount on listing fees if you tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Get into the bag, dude. $6 million is a big time number. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, do you, think that, uh, do you think that Georgia Southern, like have you, have you ever been around a program like that in terms of a program being married to the option offense and being married to tradition so much like like it's hard to kind of think of any other school that has been like that like they literally take yeah, pride in the not, not changing part isn't it not really no um i mean i think it's yeah, like even more no. like tradition based in like notre dame i know that sounds crazy but it's like they haven't changed since they started do you think the savannah yeah. sports reporters are cursed because savannah state went to the option, and they never want us to see a pass again. Wait, I'm sorry. I missed your question. What about Savannah State? When they went to the option, I, I was convinced the football gods just wanted us to never see a pass again. 
I know, right? I, I think I think the same thing. And though I mean those two programs just have so much in common. Like I feel like they run the same playbook yes. essentially. Um, with so many like shared coaches and things like that, which is also interesting. But um yeah, I I don't know. What was interesting to me is that Lunsford like made it a point after the spring game to mention that Justin Tomlin has really grown and being able to pass the ball as well as run the triple option. And then they said that they have a few roster spots they could still fill with like transfers. And they definitely wanted to like add some depth at linebacker, but he also mentioned a wide receiver, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Like, are they trying to tell us something? Are y'all going to throw the ball? Like, I... am I getting my hopes up? <laughs> and when we say that Georgia Southern's going to throw the ball, like, they're not going to throw the ball like other teams, right? Like, they're not going to do it that no. often. <laughs> And the first time they go three and out, the stadium's going to lose its mind and think the world is falling. Well, but, but that's a good thing. That's why it's such a great fan base. Um, I, I thought I thought the stuff. I don't want to go too deep into Georgia Southern, but I thought I haven't heard Lunsford talk about a starting quarterback this far out, like the way he did about Tomlin. I, I don't know. I just thought I watched your story and I, I thought the quotes from him that he was legitimately impressed by Justin Tomlin. Whereas before, like, if Wirtz played bad, we all knew Wirtz was going to be the starter. But now right. I'm like, I think, I think Tomlin actually has, like, won, won the job by, by his performance, which sounds crazy. I think so, too. <laughs> the only thing that he added that I didn't even have time to get in my story was that, like, when they're looking at transfers, he also mentioned a quarterback with game experience. So, I mean, if they get somebody crazy in here, you know, I think it could turn into a quarterback competition again in the fall. Yeah. But it seems like... I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Tomlin does have the respect of, like, the team. And, you know, they've seen him working as the backup for all these years. And he was able to step in when they needed him. And I think that he kind of has the respect of his teammates as well, um, which certainly doesn't hurt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's he's the guy kind of moving forward. And things could change depending on how the roster changes. But I think I think he's the guy. Um, okay, Lindsay, we'll wrap up with you. Do you, do you. I wanted to ask you, do you know anything um, at all like close to being specific about Paulson Stadium this year and, and what their plans are as far as COVID and restrictions? No. Have, have they even crossed No idea. I don't think they've really even started talking about it yet. I think a lot of it's going to depend on like what the CDC says as far as like vaccinations and right. you know what I mean? Things yeah, like yeah. that. I'm still not totally confident that we'll be full capacity in the fall for stuff. I think it'll be more than last year, but maybe still not like sold out yeah, shoulder to shoulder. Um, but I think, I think that'll be something that comes much closer to time when we see how cases are um, in the state, and especially like in our area, like the percentages of people that have been vaccinated, all that good stuff. And then they also, I mean, we have to like, factor in that the NCAA can make rules as well as the conference. <laughs> yeah, like when the NCAA gets things. in there, that's 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 even more complicated than a worldwide pandemic. Exactly. Not, not exactly. So like yeah, so you have like so many levels and hoops to jump through. Cause like the school can decide, oh, we're gonna have X amount of people and then the Sunbelt conference could be like, mm, no, we're actually gonna limit it to this. You know, it's so like you never really know uh, and that's that's why it's different, like place to place and school to school, obviously. But I don't I don't think we'll know much about that. I would say until like late June at the earliest. Well, if you ask Rush Probst, he would just say there's there's some funny money at it. 
You'll do it right <laughs> away. Um, all right, before we let you go, we have to ask you about the Kentucky Derby. Um, obviously, you, you've been there as a fan and covering it, I'm assuming? Correct. Okay, um, and have you, have you been to Augusta National? Have I been to Augusta National? No. Okay, well, then I'll ask this, I guess, a different way because that was the, the question, essentially. Kentucky Derby has to be on 99% of sports fans' bucket lists. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Augusta National probably on their heavyweight title fight, maybe something like that. But for someone that's never been to Churchill Downs or never been to the Kentucky Derby, can you try to explain what, what it might be like the, the day leading up to it and then the race itself? I hope you like bourbon. <laughs> I do. It, well, it almost never fails. Like one, So Derby's like a two-week party in Kentucky. And kind of like how in Beaufort County, like they let out school for the RBC Heritage. Like kids in Louisville don't go to school the week of the Derby. Um, so there's oh, that's Derby. Sick. That's awesome. There's Derby, which is like Thursday Derbies. Because there's races all week. Right. It's not like, like the big race is the Kentucky Derby. But like there's races all day and all week. So there's Derby. And then there's the Kentucky Oaks on Friday, and everybody wears pink to Oaks because it's the Phillies that run, and instead of the run for the Roses, it's the Phillies for the Lilies. And then there's the Derby on Saturday. And, I mean, it's just like a week-long party, like, throughout the whole city. It's wild. It is jam-packed. There's, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, Like, to put it in context, like, in the media room, there are betting windows and a bar. (laughs) <laughs> and um that sounds so awesome. yeah it's 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 awesome it's so much fun the two i covered it rained both derby days so i was like wearing a very expensive hat and a very expensive dress with like rain boots sloshing around in the mud out on the track but like it's fun it's fun um and it, i mean it's just really cool like covering the derby the lead like the week, two weeks leading up to the Derby is probably like my favorite time of the year because we would be on the backside where all the trainers and like the barns and stuff yeah. are. You wanted to like see watching, how much wider Bob Baffert's hair got this year. <laughs> watching morning practices, like I'm not a morning person, but I'd be out of bed at 3.30 in the morning, like ready to go to Churchill Downs. Like it was my favorite thing in the world. So I definitely miss it a lot. And uh, yeah, Bob Baffert is the GOAT. Like what else do we need to say? All right, should we make some picks? Do you know any of the horses, Lindsay? Do I know any of the horses? Yeah, soup and sandwich. Okay, 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 um, okay, okay. We have them pulled up. She, damn, she got soup and sandwich. That's a good pick. Okay, so that's not actually my pick, though. I just like his name. But um, thirty to one, I mean, soup and soup and sandwich. Like a Bob Baffert horse is never a bad pick. So Medina Spirit, like you can always kind of go with Bob Baffert, and it's probably going to finish well. But I kind of think that this is the year for Brad Cox to get his first Derby win. So he's from Louisville. A Louisville native has never won the Kentucky Derby. No way. I think this, I think this might be his year. I like essential quality um, out of 14. Unfortunately, Mandalone, I'm not really sure how to say that one, but drew the seven post. And I don't think a horse out of sevens ever won either. So that kind of screws him up there. Lindsay so Vaughn awesome. bringing the fire. We should have asked her on <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, you never want to pick the horse that draws one, which is a Todd Pletcher horse. And you never want to pick a horse that draws seven because those two posts just like usually they either get trapped on the rail or they're like trying to cross inside and they get like kind of cut off. So those are like the two toughest posts. Dude, we're going to know draw. so much about it. We're going to say, I'm going to say three posts and four posts and all yeah. that I think now. like essential yes. quality I think is like has really good odds and yeah, I almost never one. 
Yeah, I know. I almost never bet the odds on favorite because it never like works yeah. out that way. And I haven't like fully done my research yet because you want to like look at the weather that day. Is it gonna rain? Because then you want to look at are these horses mutters? Like, do Is they it have wet that by the rail? Yeah. Is well, do are they mutters? Like, do they have that in their lineage? Have they ever raced in the Damn rain? It. Because that makes like a huge difference. Like, like cold a water, huge difference. Cold weather quarterbacks. Big you know hands. I mean? Sure. Big hands. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I haven't gone that far into the rabbit hole just yet. But something to look at. Um, and then, like, you want to look at where they've raced previously and if it's ever been that far. Um, oh, yeah. They have all these stats, man. This is crazy. Yeah. I like Kentucky bred horses, um, obviously, just because. No doubt. Well, this is, like, a weird fact, too. So, the limestone in the water in Kentucky actually, like, helps make their bones stronger. So, like, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, when people say that, like, thoroughbreds out of Kentucky are better, like, they usually are. Or people like California horses that are born in California, they'll ship them to Kentucky like Soft when they're horses. small so that they can like live there and like train. Like they grow up in yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, it's, it's like Sparta. <laughs> it's like Sparta for Kentucky horses. people just shit all Pretty over much. California horses. Soft left coast horses. Lindsay, I think Look, you miss your calling as a they, horse handicapper. They fly in on this plane called Air Horse One. Like I'm not even kidding. No. <laughs> I swear to God, look it up, because I was going to do a story on it one year, and I missed the last flight in. Like, by the time I thought about it, it was, like, too late. And Would that be so a I've always for wanted a dog? To, I've always wanted to ride on Air Horse One and, like, do a story. Right. <laughs> that, Lindsay, that's I got, my reporter bucket list. I got, I, I, got one more, I got one more question for you. Is it about uh, okay. Ray Pacino? If it's no, 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 no. If you owned a horse, which is one of my goals one day, because I'm extremely pretentious, dude. But mm. if you owned, owned a horse, what, what name are you going with and why? See, I don't know. People always ask me this, and I have a really hard time with it. I have a really hard time with it. Are you going silly I, or are you going like? I feel like I would give it like a rap lyric as a name. I like that. <laughs> uh, I think that would be perfectly on brand with you. Or I, like, I would name it like Reporting Live or something. That's cool. <laughs> like, that's really cool. But like another like, fun fact about, about thoroughbreds, no horse ever that has ever been registered as a thoroughbred can have that name so that's why they have all these crazy names is because you have to come up with something that's literally never ever been used they retire the names they, no they don't oh my god so like i know nothing about horse racing yeah if, if a registered thoroughbred is born it cannot have the same name as any registered thoroughbred ever whoa so that's why like Otherwise, everybody be naming their horse like There's... Secretariat or something like. Yeah, I never thought about that. Recreate yeah, the that's... magic. So like that's why they have these crazy names, and a lot of times like they call them something else. Like, like the horses will like answer to other names, but um, that's why they have crazy names is because they can't have the same names. I think it would be hilarious if uh, just a horse came out of nowhere, like a dark, a dark under, like long shot horse, and it's just called like LeBron James. One word. <laughs> like just one I was going to um, say like a Rick human Pitino name. actually breeds thoroughbreds, and he had one named after Russ Smith when they won the national championship. Of course he does. Damn. That's my guy. I forget what its name was, though. Like, Russ Ridiculous or something. <laughs> I, I forget what, what he called the horse, but it was named after Russ Smith. The Hot Grits Podcast, the Kentucky Derby Central. Right. Uh, I'm making my pick. Bourbonic. 30 to 1. So you're welcome for that, by the way. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. You'll get half the winnings. Spencer, make a pick, but I'm not going to show you this list. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know any of the horses. That's not fair. You have to pick one of the names. Um, I like Midnight Bourbon. Like That's a good name. I'm going with the underdog in the seven pole. 
And Steve asked me to make seven posts. You got it wrong seven already. Not seven. No, don't pick the seven posts. <laughs> you idiot. You just you idiot. You already locked it in. It's bet. I'm con- I'm the contrarian. I'm going the underdog. So you're mandolin at fifteen to one. That's a guaranteed loser. Uh, Lindsay, are you gonna pick one or are we gonna pick one for you? Ah, I feel so much pressure. Look, I like essential quality. I'm, I'm going to just say it. I know that, like, the odds on favor almost never wins, but I got to cheer for Brad Cox. Like, I, I want this for him. <laughs> this, this one's for Brad. Yeah. Our guy, Brad. Lindsay, how do the Our people find you uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and how do they find your stuff at WTOC? Well, I tweet constantly, so I'm not hard to find. It's yes. LG on TV. I live there. Um, and then, yeah, you can go to WTOC.com slash sports and find all our stuff there. Um, our WTOC sports podcast is also on the WTOC website. We have like a podcast tab. So Yeah, that's a good listen to yeah. for anyone interested in. And unlike us, you guys don't ramble along. You guys get right to it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can know. appreciate uh, you that. Know, it, we are a news organization. So. <laughs> high high <laughs> class stuff chasing Rick Pitino up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can. Okay, Lindsay, thank, thank you for joining us, and uh, now all the ladies out there know it can be done. See? <laughs> I just got nothing for you. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. Hopefully that was okay. No, that was, no, awesome. that was awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Look, if y'all lose money horse betting, it's not my fault. <laughs> we lose money every single sporting Yeah, race. that would have nothing to do with you. Like, we just get to, we put them out there for no reason, too. We should not tell people. You I won like $200 when I was covering the Derby one year. Greg Talbot came on here a couple weeks ago and lost, just like basically went in my wallet and lost money on Gonzaga. Like he had me convinced oh. that they were the best team of all time. You should have talked to me. One of us went to a basketball school. Yeah, but Greg, he, he uses like, I don't know. He just convinced me. I was about to convert, I think. Or just like my minor was in college basketball. Let's be honest. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. See you guys.